Welcome everyone to Daily in His Word, Daily Shelter Daily in His Word, I'm sorry. Uh, great to be with you this morning. Uh, thank you for tuning in. And we just want to take time to go to the Word of the Lord this morning. And let's ask God just to touch us today as we prepare our hearts to hear what He has to tell us. Father, thank you for the opportunity we have this morning just to come together. Thank you, Lord, for all who are listening today. Father, we just ask you just to bless them, to multiply their hearts. God, help us to stay in tune with what you desire of us. Through these trying times, God, we pray that you will be with us. God, encourage us. Move upon those, Lord God, right now that are in need this morning. We believe, God, that you're a healer. God, we're believing for healing for them today. Lord, let the word of the Lord today, God, just open our hearts as we walk together. We ask it now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, let me ask you a question. Have you ever struggled with doubt? You know, especially after you become a Christian. Now, I'm not talking about doubting your salvation. That's not what I'm referring to. I am talking about just struggles, doubts. You know, oftentimes, you know, when you're in, going through life, uh, life brings things to you that you're not sure about. Well, this morning, I want to talk about dealing with doubt. That's what I want, I want to point your heart toward this morning. As we go into the Word of the Lord, Luke chapter 7, there is a uh, very interesting story. It says, John, calling unto his own two disciples, sent them to Jesus, saying, Are you the one that we should be looking for, or is there another one we should be looking for? And when the men were come to him, they said what John the Baptist had sent them to say, Are you the one? And in the same hour, uh, it says that uh, Jesus had been healing people of infirmities, dealing with plagues, removing evil spirits, and even opening blind eyes. And Jesus said, you know, to them, go your way. Tell John the things you've seen and heard, how the blind see, the lame walk, the leper is cleansed, the deaf hears, the dead are raised, the poor uh, are hearing the word of the gospel. Blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me. Now, here is, set, setting the stage, John the Baptist, He's in prison. A lot has happened. He's gone out. He's been preaching the message of the kingdom coming, talking about Jesus coming. He, he talked about this. He, he, he baptized Jesus. And now that he's in prison, when things are really looking gloom for him, he just wonders, is Jesus really the one? Or should they be looking for somebody else? Jesus lets them know. He says, look, just observe the things that I've done. See what you've heard. See what you've seen. Take those things back and tell him, don't be offended. You know, a lot of times we have doubts. A lot of times we go through those times of, of doubt. But here's the thing I want you to understand. I want you to know that doubt is not the opposite of faith. All right? Doubt's not the opposite of faith. In fact, unbelief, unbelief is the opposite of faith. When you think about doubt... Doubt means to be uncertain or undecided, a wavering of opinion or belief, a condition of uncertainty, an unsettled point or matter. When you and I doubt something, we're not saying that we don't believe it. We're saying that we're not sure. Doubt left alone can, in fact, lead to unbelief. But having doubts, we all have doubts. Uh, we, would, we could say that doubt is somewhere between faith and unbelief. It's somewhere in the middle there. 
We could say that uh, we have, uh, we're saved beyond a shadow of a doubt, but at the same time, not sure of God's will for our lives as far as specific ministry is concerned. We can say that we're saved, we believe God keeps us, but yet when we see the things that are going on around us, we're saying, man, you know, I, I, I just wonder, what's going on here? Why is it happening? I, I like what James says in, 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 in chapter 1, verse 6 and 8. He said, uh, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like the wave of the sea, driven by the wind and tossed. For let not the man thinketh that he shall receive anything of the Lord, because a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. You know, God doesn't want us to be unstable in our ways, but yet at the same time, we all struggle with this. And I know even me as a pastor, I know there's things going on right now that, you know, I, I just have to say, Lord, you know, I don't get it. I don't understand. You know, we just heard just, just uh, yesterday that, you know, they're wanting to extend the stay at home uh, until the end of the month of April. Well, that takes us Palm Sunday, that takes us into Easter Sunday. That takes us all the way, you know, through the entire month. And I think, God, you know, I know you're doing something. But sometimes, God, I just don't get it. I don't understand it. But I want you to understand something. And this is where, where I, I think that we need to live our lives. And this is the principle I want us to grab hold of this morning. Just one of them. God honors faith. Now, James said, let a man ask in faith, not wavering or doubting. You know, I'm always, you know, I, I'm kind of like the, the, the guy that approached Jesus and he said, you know, I believe, but help my unbelief. Sometimes I feel that way. Sometimes I, I have that moment of, 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 of doubt when it comes to me and I know that I have to push it aside and I know that faith has to rise up in me because I realize that God does in fact do something unique in my life and I know that he wants to do something in your life as well. And yet at the same time, I also know that there's a lot of stuff that, work, that works against us. And so for me and for you, I think we all can say, you know, we're in this together. We really are. And, we, and I know that it's important for us to understand how that we, that God gives us people and he gives us a church and he gives us the word so that we can stand in the midst of to help us to develop our faith. And I love what the Bible says because Ephesians, Paul said in Ephesians 4, he talked about how that, that the Lord Christ Jesus gave us apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers. And he said he gave them to us to perfect the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ until we come into the unity of faith and into the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, under the measure of the stature, the fullness of, of, of Christ. You know, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried away by every wind of doctrine and the slight of men or the craftiness of men but that we, we should not be wavering. We should not be deceived by the things. So we have moments like this where we're encouraged to get into the Word, and it helps build our faith because faith honors God, and, and we want our faith to be developed, and we want to be able to. So God puts in us people. So here's what I want you to, I want you to get. Here's some facts. Number one, I want you to recognize the reality of doubt. You can't deny that doubt's there. You know that. Well, if it's there, what do we do? Even John in prison doubted. Are you the one? The Apostle Paul, he even said, you know, we're troubled on every side in, 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 in uh, 2 Corinthians 4. He said, you know, we have trouble all the time. We have all kinds of things going on. We're perplexed. We're in despair. You know that word perplexed? It means to be, to be at loss, to, be, to doubt. 
He said, he said to us, we are perplexed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. So here's the thing. We've got to recognize, yeah, you know what? Doubt is there. It, it happens. It does take place. It does go on. I have it in my own life. And, and I know that, you know, doubt sometimes hits me, and I, and I don't always know what to do with that. And I don't want to lose my hope. I don't want to get into this place of despair. I don't want to go that far into it where I just throw my hands up and quit. I don't want to be double-minded about things. But Paul tells us, you know, we do get perplexed. We do have this time of despair, but facing doubt is one thing. Allowing, you know, doubt to cause you to lose your hope, that's another. Don't let doubt move you into that place of where, you know, all hope is lost. Because all hope is not lost. Even right now, all hope is not lost. Hope right now is the fact that, you know what, Christ is on our side. That God still is in control. He's still on the throne. Last time I checked, you know, according to his word, he hasn't vacated his throne just because troubles come, difficulties have arisen. Even, even J John, when he was saying, you know, I'm having doubts whether or not Jesus is really the one. And, 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 and he said, but when I hear this, I've got to find out. And so what does he do? He sends people to, to talk to him. And the word comes back to him. And Jesus says, look, I don't want you to mistake one thing. Tell him, let them know what you've seen and what you've heard, that's important. He is the Lamb of God. So, so while we, we do that, here's another thing. You need to recognize the reasons why we have doubt. Why, 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 are doubt, why do doubts come? Well, I think doubts come, for one, uh, they come because of uh, unfavorable circumstances. I mean, think about John, he was in prison. You know, if you're in prison, you know, you're wondering, God, why am I here? Especially when all you were doing was writing good things. You weren't doing bad things, you were doing good things. So unfavorable circumstances. How about unfulfilled expectations? Maybe you, you had expectations. I know I did. I know I've had expectations. I, I've, I've had dreams and visions of things, and, and I want those things to happen. And then when events like we're having right now happen, it's like, man, I don't know. I'm wondering. You know, it seems like we're having these setbacks. They're like we're not really fulfilling all that we want to do. But yet at the same time, I know that God has a plan. Uh, maybe there's unfulfilled ministry. You know, John was thrown in prison at the peak of his ministry, and now all of a sudden now, you know, the next event that's going to happen for John, he's going to lose his head. He's going to die. He's going to be martyred for the cause. That's pretty, that's pretty, uh, that's some pretty tough circumstances, especially when you think, man, you know, God, I have so much more to do. I think about our church and I think about how we're trying to do things online. We're trying, churches all, all across the nation, around the world, are trying to figure out how to do ministry under the circumstances that we're in. Sometimes, you know, we, we, we don't feel like we're really doing what we need to, to do, and we, we don't feel like we're, we're reaching up. I think about the people that are falling through the cracks and people that we're not able to touch, people that don't have the Internet or don't have Zoom or don't, don't have a way of doing it. And here we are trying to figure out how we're going to minister to them. Sometimes, sometimes it's just people. Sometimes people just come along and they just say bad things. Sometimes people just hurt us so deeply that we just don't even know. We wonder especially when we're trying to live for Jesus Christ, or even when we're trying to present Christ. Sometimes we try to present Christ to people who are not ready. And when we do that, you know what happens? People are just very unfriendly. But you know what I'm finding out? I'm finding out right now people's hearts are getting tender. I don't know about you, but my heart's getting more tender toward people because I realize that, you know what? People are hurting right now. We need to give them a word of hope. We need to give them a word of, of, of you know, compassion and, and concern, and yet at the same time be truthful and honest and tell them you know, that God loves them. 
not only that, but we need to recognize what the results are of doubt. What are the results of doubt? Well, the Bible tells us in John 1 and 4, these things are written unto you that you that your joy will be full. So one of the things that happens is that we can lose joy. God doesn't want us to. So, so God says to us, hey, look, you know what? I want you to fulfill life. I want you to do this. I want you a, a, a full life. I want things to be, uh, be abundant in your life. Jesus said, I've come to give you life that you might have it more abundantly. But, you know, you got to be careful because if you move in doubt, you stay in doubt, then you know what? The chances are, you know what? Your joy, your joy can begin to wane, but God doesn't want that to happen. And don't mistake joy for happiness. Whatever you do, happiness isn't joy. Happiness, I may not be happy about the situation, but I can still maintain my joy. I may not always like the things that I have to go through, but I can still maintain my joy. I, you know, 1 John chapter 5 says, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of His Son. You see, I don't want, I don't want doubt to steal your joy. Don't let it happen. The other thing is, is that when doubts come, there's a lack of, a lack of effectiveness. There's a, there's a, a lack of effect where we're not, we don't feel like we're effective. When we're moving in doubt, you know, the, the more doubt we have, the less effective we become. The other thing is that when you move in doubt, that there's a loss. There's a loss of blessings. Man, I don't want to lose my blessings. I don't want this time right now to be a time where I, all of a sudden, I doubt God so much that I just kind of shut off heaven. I don't want that to happen in my life. So I, I need to recognize then, okay, if those things are possible, then what is the remedy? What is the remedy for doubt? Well, doubt doesn't have to be deadly. Doubt doesn't have to be destructive. Doubt doesn't have to be uh, something that removes me away from the things of God. In fact, I believe that we can conquer doubt. I believe that, that we can actually conquer this thing that goes on in our lives. And I think we do that by number one. I think we have to, uh, if you look in Luke chapter 7, you know, uh, this is what was going on when, when these uh, disciples of John came to Jesus. They said, are you the one? And, and they were watching Jesus, and they were seeing him, you know, heal lepers. They were seeing him raise the dead. They were, they were watching him open blind eyes and, and, and unstop the deaf ears, and all these things were happening. And, and they were watching and observing what Jesus was doing. And then Jesus just turned to them and said, look, I want you to tell John what I've done. You know what? I know that I have to be honest. Uh, in our day and time, you know, we're praying for miracles. And I've listened and I've heard of miracles. I've, I've seen her. I just heard a testimony of one of the ladies in our church whose sister had cancer. And, and uh, she went to the doctor just the other day after she had surgery and things. And the doctor said, you're cancer free. Uh, and I know, I know that that was because people prayed. So, you know, I know it starts with doubting, with, with doubt, and I know it starts with admitting that, hey, you know what, I have doubts. But the other thing is, is I realize is that, you know what, I have to go to the one who has the ability to help me with my doubt, and that is I go to Jesus. Jesus said to them, he said, if you can just believe, if you just believe, all things are possible. You'll just have, you know, the Bible talks about the faith is a grain of mustard seed. You know, that's a small little tiny seed. But if you have that kind of faith, you can ask God. And so here's the thing. Here, here, here's what you need to do, okay? It's real simple. How do you start with faith? Here's how you do it. Number one, examine the evidence. Just look around you. Even in this situation that we're living in right now, look around. Look at the miracles 
that are being done. Look at what God is doing. Look at how he is moving. I mean, there are people hearing the gospel right now that never heard the gospel before. The word of God is going over the airwaves like it's never gone before. Churches, small and large, no matter what size they are, are looking for ways to get the gospel out, to share with people. When you see somebody, look at the compassion level. You know, I'm hearing about all kinds of different ones doing things that are that are just showing compassion and care for people in health care and and, and, and they're doing things. And some people say, well, you know, we're just doing that because, you know, we're in the circumstances and we're stronger together than when we're apart. Yes, that's true. But understand this. Jesus is the one that showed us true compassion. Because you see, when you were without salvation, he loved you. When you were lost in your sin, he loved When your sin separated you from God, he still died for you. So there's no doubt about it. Examine the evidence. And just, just listen to the Word of God. Listen to what it says. Look at what it says. Read it. Go into the Word. It tells us, man, there's so much in here that tells us that can build our faith, that can lift us up. You know, this is the reason why I'm doing this shelter daily in the Word. Why? Because I want to build your faith. I want you to know, hey, when doubts come, it's real. No doubt about it. We're all facing it. But the reality is, is that we're still, through Jesus Christ, more than conquerors. I love that. I love what John, or what Paul said in Romans. He said, well, who can separate us from the love of God? Not death, not, not principalities, not powers, not rulers. Not, nothing can separate us from the love of God when we're in Christ Jesus. So hear the word of the Lord and listen to the testimony. you got a testimony to tell somebody when you're at the grocery store. You know what? I'm praying for you, and I just want you to know I, I want to encourage you in the, in the things of God and, and tell them this is what God's been doing for, more, for me. And then act on what you know. Step in faith. Walk in faith. Share what God has blessed you with. Share the good news of Jesus Christ with somebody. If you'll do these things, I believe that you can conquer doubt. I believe that when you do these things, you can conquer the doubts that go on, the despair, the despondency, the disappointments that we talked about, even going through the difficulties that we've had and, and, and all the, and the discouragement, all the things that we talked about up till now. I believe that if you let God, he'll help you through it. I'm so glad God loves me. I'm so glad he loves you. I'm so glad he sees us through these moments. So in closing right now, I just want you to just bow your heads with me and just pray. Father, thank you that we can deal with doubt. Thank you, God, that you know what? It's okay to admit it because you know our hearts. God, just like the, the man who came to you and said, Lord, I, I, I really do believe that I have that belief. I'm strong in that. I know that. But yet there's times, God, when I see the things around me, I just doubt it. So help my unbelief. Help me. Help my doubt. Bring God for those today that are doubting, those who are, are just concerned about it. I pray, let them see it. Let them know, God, you're there. God, you can reveal miraculous things. You've done it, God. You supply needs. Lord, we're, we're testifying right now of, of how you supply needs financially because, God, we as a church, we need financial blessing. But not only do we need financial blessing, it's not just for the church, God. We need financial blessing so we can bless others because we want to be able, God, to get the message out. We want to do things, God, that'll, that'll get the word of God out because we know how important that it is to love people, to care for people. So I thank you, God, for blessing us. I thank you for blessing your people. So be with them today. Strengthen them and encourage them. We'll give you the praise for it in the lovely name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you again for coming with us today at Shelter Daily and His Word. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow. 
May the Lord richly bless you as you continue to walk in faith in him. God bless.